Welcome back to Martins and More. My name is Mari Roach. And I am Spoon Phillips. And this episode is brought to you by the Martin Triple O 18. Carrying a distinct vintage-inspired design and updated in 2014 like the D18 a few years before, the redesigned Martin Triple O 18 offers many of the features found in Martin's pre-war era guitars. It's got a beautiful aging toned spruce top married to a solid mahogany back and sides, and the body is edged with black binding, complemented with a polished finish. For more information on the Martin Triple O 18, please visit marismusic.com today. Spoon, what do you think about the Triple O 18? Well, I'm a big fan of the Triple O 18. Uh, for, for those who may not remember, uh, the Martin Triple O's were pretty much limited to the Triple O 18 and the D28 for many, many, many years, from the 40s on up to the uh, into the 21st century, with occasional Triple O 45 showing up in the 70s and 80s, possibly, I don't remember. But they all had non-scallop bracing. They had 5 16th inch non-scallop bracing. And um, the Triple O 18 was the first one in the standard series to get the scallop bracing that had appeared in the vintage series. And uh, what a big difference it makes. And it also gets quarter-inch scallop bracing, which is, in my opinion, is technically OM bracing, but on a short-scale triple O. It makes it very responsive to light finger, uh, nuanced finger style. And I think, uh, I know many people who have the triple O 18 and, and really love it. And whether they have big guitars or not, comfortable and uh, classic mahogany Sitka Martin sound. Well, never mind all that. We have some really important guitars to talk about. Today's episode isn't about mahogany at all. It's about, well, is it about platinum gray? Can we say it that way? <laughs> well, it's about some very special OMs, speaking of OM bracing. And so uh, today is our uh, look at the new Martin models that were announced in late August of 2023 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the John Mayer signature model, the OM28JM that came out um, 20 years ago. And, and these are two special Martin guitars. One of them is the 20th anniversary OMJM, which is basically, is based on the current OMJM. And the other is a very special OM45 uh, 20th anniversary John Mayer model and very exciting and uh, and so why did you say we should uh, call them platinum gray? <laughs> well I, I think I saw some spec sheet somewhere early revisions were fog gray what the hell is that gray? And I think they eventually landed on platinum gray. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, people may remember the original John Mayer signature model had uh, special inlays with a special uh, alloy. It wasn't platinum, but it looked like it. And and I'm pretty sure it was an aluminum-based alloy that, uh, or aluminum for those of you across the pond, and that is uh, evoked in these new models. For one thing, the, DF, the OM45 also has some silver trim around the pickguard, which uh, is similar to the trim that was on the old uh, original John Mayer signature model. But uh, this, this guitar, a lot, of, a lot of people may know this, but John Mayer is one of those artists 
that really cares about this stuff. And there are a variety of Martin's uh, artists over the years that had signature models who were very interested in being part of the design scheme. Um, others were very specific about certain things that they wanted to have on it. Others uh, deferred to Dick Boak uh, about while well, he was in charge of that stuff and uh, you know and that Dick Boak came up with a lot of the specs or at least uh, took them through it and they the artist and Dick Boak would make the decision of what wood was used for the top or all those sorts of things. John Mayer was deeply involved in the design of this OM45 and and uh, is you know cared a lot about the specs and, and the concept. And I, I'm not sure, um, there's probably a lot of stuff I'm not allowed to say uh, you know, out loud or on the airwaves, but, but this went through a series of, of intellectual discussions and, and design discussions to come up with this specific uh, top. And so he's very happy with his uh, gray platinum top or platinum gray burst sort of top and if you haven't seen it yet it almost looks like a black and white photo to me of a sunburst top and I think it's actually really cool looking but I can definitely see you know it's different and you know what the Martin public is like uh, there's a lot of people out there that the moment Martin does anything different they cross their arms and say I don't like it I'm against it <laughs> you know and so I'm not surprised that there's some dissenters about these new Mayer models, and I would bet you that 99% of them would have never even considered buying a John Mayer signature model anyway. Um, so they just like to, you know, gripe about things that Martin do that are different. That's a really good point. I bet you a lot of people that saw these pictures, it isn't like they were going to put their order in if it was a regular color. And I was really trying to be facetious a few minutes ago. I don't hate the color as much as I joked around about it a few moments ago, but I'll be really honest with you because that's why we're here. I'm not a fan of it in pictures, but I am going to wait until we can see these things in person and uh, even in a video. Sometimes you think something's going to look a little bit funny. Maybe a few months ago, there was a three-week period or so where there was one sole photograph making the rounds on the internet of this really kind of a blurry, low-res copy of a copy of a bad photograph and people were saying I can't believe Martin would promote a guitar like that look at what that looks like it wasn't Martin's picture and it wasn't the end result and I I'm, I'm glad that more things are coming to light but I really genuinely look forward to seeing these things in person but what did you think about that picture um, I never saw it and as for anything that happened prior to the release of these models I have to say no comment because if I start talking about things that I might or might not know that went on behind the scenes in anything related to the custom shop or any of that stuff, I would very quickly no longer have access to that kind of information. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I never saw it. I never heard that. So, but I'll just say in, in any case, I would have no comment. We're, we're not here to gossip and it's nothing that uh, we have no intention of bringing anything negative to this conversation, but let's just say it really is fantastic that they got this done in time. I know there were some challenges and it's, it really looks like, well, I saw two pictures very recently from the Martin side of things. You know, we have access to the, the Martin pictures that they give the dealers. And there was even one picture where they had the side-by-side, -side, the OMJM 20th and the OM45. And to my eye, they didn't look exactly the same color. And our friend Tim, you know, quickly told me back channel that they are the same color. Might have been a little bit of a photography mishap but if anybody out there is finding photographs of these guitars side by side and wondering they are both exactly the same color the 20th 
OMJM and the 45. So in case that comes up. Yeah, they're identical. And that can certainly happen uh, when two photographs are taken of two different guitars or when somebody is seeing them on a screen that's not entirely calibrated correctly, you know, for color, you know, all those things add into it. So it, it's always good to have a caveat of wait, wait till you see it in person. Um, but it is interesting. I do think it's a very unusual look. I think some people are going to find it very cool. In fact, I know a lot of people have found it a very cool look, and I could definitely see... I'm really curious to see what it looks like on stage, because I'm sure he'll be playing it in the concert. Uh, he, his, uh, John's were delivered to him... I guess the same day that the press release, the same day that on onemans.com that I had, that I had uh, posted about it when I was allowed, to, when the press embargo had been lifted. So that was Friday, I guess it was last Friday. Was it last Friday, two Fridays ago? I've been really busy. Um, but um, at that time, uh, the only two uh, guitars that were finished were John's, and they sent them to uh, the artist, and they sent it to Mayer, and, you know, and he loved them, and and off they went. So they'll be, they will go ahead with uh, producing these things. And of course, uh, you should reach out to your favorite dealer, Morris Music, <laughs> and um, and inquire if you're interested in either of these. But so here we've talked about the controversy, and we've talked about here's the new thing, and how when Martin releases something new and different, there's always going to be some sort of uh, whoop to do about it. But Let's take a look at these uh, guitars and um, and you know let's start with the the really cool OM45. Yes, the you know the the most noticeable thing about it is the this uh, special burst top that is on the gray scale. And uh, I know somebody has pointed out that some electric guitar makers have already done that sort of thing and basically had some sort of gray scale. Uh, sunburst and and that could very well be where mayor got the idea from who knows I, d I never heard one way or the other but so everybody knows this is a normal om um it's full gloss as you would expect you know something of the kind of price tag this comes with it has the full traditional dovetail neck joint and om scallop bracing it's got john's favorite one and 11 16th inch width nut and a low profile so this is much more similar to um, the uh, dreadnought necks that were out, long scale dreadnought necks before the reimagined standard series. So the triple O's also had that too, but they were they were you know short scale and and as you get up the neck that really matters. Um, but it's still my favorite neck. It's what's on my guitars these days, and so that you know that will make it a appealing to some people and not appealing to traditional OM players who want the one and three quarter inch with the neck, of course. And, um, but it does, you know, it has the standard taper because what people call the high performance taper also has that same two and an eighth inch width at the 12th fret. The, the uh, high performance taper is just cheated out at the nut to be one and three quarter inch. So, so once you're getting farther up the neck, this will be virtually identical width on the, on the fretboard um, for people who are used to the standard series necks, except it has the low profile instead of the modified low oval. And, and what's your opinion about that? I, you, you're around uh, different neck shapes more than I am. How do you feel it, you know, what's your opinion of the fact that this has a low profile and your opinion in general of, of OMs with these different neck shapes? 
But I really feel like the low profile and the modified low oval are the two most similar Martinecks in current production. And I've never been one of those people who feel proud to say I can really uh, explain to you over the airwaves what a neck feels like. But when I play the low profile and go to a modified V, or if I play the high performance taper modified low oval and go to an authentic, I can, I can tell the difference immediately. And then you compare all these necks to something like an SC13. Put it this way, if they had for some reason had to throw one away and they had to make all the low profile necks become modified low oval or vice versa, I don't think I would even notice. So maybe the low profile is a little bit chunkier, but not enough for me to really say it that way. Yeah, and then the other thing is the, is also the, the narrow nut width, which definitely matters to some people. Um, John Mayer grew up playing electric guitars, and so, and he had an OM28V for years, but the first thing he said when they came to him for his signature model is, I love this guitar, but I wish it had a different neck. And so that's, you know, and they came up with the neck that he liked the most, and that's, so that's what's on this signature model. For those of you who collect John Mayer models, um, this is the same, you know, same neck that you're going to get. The um, one difference is possibly some people say that it matters that it has a lot more pearl on it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those people. And it does, you know, it's got a nice style 45 uh, snowflakes, John Mayer signature model on the ebony uh, fretboard and of course an ebony belly bridge, but it also has a very cool ebony pickguard. And I think that's pretty awesome. And it's uh, ebony pickguard, uh, traditional OM teardrop style pickguard, but it's uh, ebony, and then it has a border of uh, you know custom shop inlay silver, um, you know, aka uh, platinum looking uh, inlay <laughs> around the edge of the pickguard that I think is very attractive. Um, and then, of course, full 45 pearl all the way around the edge of the top and the fret insula, as I like to call it, the ex fretboard extension on the top, likewise style 45 pearl. So uh, I would I, you know, I was looking so forward to seeing this and I was very disappointed when they said, sorry, we only have John's right now. You'll have to come back some other, you know, come to the factory later on when there, you know, <laughs> there's a, one available for you. So um and I'm looking really forward to seeing what the gray burst and the uh, ebony pickguard with the silver uh, trim edging. And it's not around the edge, it's set in from the edge a little bit. And, uh, and see what that's like with the color of the pearl. So I wonder if it's going to bring out, like people have been around these kind of abalone inlays, depending on the light. If you're in sunlight, whether you're in a mercury vapor lamp, whether you're in an incandescent lamp, you know, the, the, the spectrums of the lights will bring out different colors. I'm curious if the, if the eye will see the silver and gray in the pearl more just by association to the gray top. So I'm really, really curious to see if, uh, or if it makes the color stand out even more. So if it makes all the blues and magentas and reds and greens and the rare yellows that you get out of uh, abalone shell, I'm curious to see if that gray top makes those pop even more. Um, which I think it might because if you see a, a OM42 with the 1935 sunburst, which I think is one of the great looks that Martin ever came up with, that the colors really shine out from the black of the sunburst. So I'm really curious to see what this, this uh, grayscale burst will do oh yeah and i don't know how you feel but i'm dying to see what it looks like you know in person the real 
honest looking rosewood back and sides versus the gray because in pictures I think I like the gray a lot more when I can't see the brown against it and I bet you I just have a feeling my impression is going to completely do a 180 when I do get to hold these in my own hand so I'm curious to see what that's going to look like not that there was any way to make the back and sides look black and white but I think the the fact that the top looks like it's a black and white photo and the sides don't I just have to see what that looks like I agree. I think it's an arresting look. It looks like when the very first time I saw it, when I got a picture of it, I I thought it was a black and white photo, <laughs> <laughs> and because the, you know there is no color on the top, and it was and and it was shot. You know, it's almost impossible to pick up the colors of abalone in just a normal photograph. Sometimes you have to really you can go into Photoshop and you can like tell it to bring up. The different colors so they come out uh, if you know people who know how to do that kind of stuff just so you get some idea of what it's going to look like in real life because most of the color from uh, pearl and uh, especially mother pearl which is the argent white stuff that gives off all these uh, colors is an optical illusion it's actually happening in your eye really and that's why it often doesn't show up in photo photographs but um but anyway, just to remind people, like the other uh, Mayer signature models, this has Engelmann spruce. It's an Engelmann spruce top, and, uh, and it was certainly worthy of Style 45. And if you're not familiar with Engelmann spruce, in my opinion, it sounds very pretty. It, when it's brand new, I think it sounds rather simple and very fundamental. But as you, but it has a pretty overtone content at the top. But when it starts to age, then you get this really nice aural glow about it. What I call a sort of a soft, uh, like almost a soft filter. If you jump over to you know visual metaphor um, or pastel, that comparing you know to comparing different kinds of painting, I kind of see Adirondack as being acrylic, super realistic, sharp painting, very clear, defined. I see Sitka as being oil painting with that sort of lushness. And I see Engelman as being like pastels or watercolors with the kind of glow that you get. And it takes a little while, just like Adirondack takes time to break in. So does, so does Engelman before that stuff really becomes noticeable. And when it's topping a lush uh, rosewood, particularly, I think it works really well with mahogany for fingerstyle guitars. But when you get the complexity, the, that brothy, undertone and the more complex overtones that you get out of a rosewood with Engelman as it ages then it becomes uh, really super pretty and complex um, and this guitar is in fact Guatemalan rosewood on the back and sides and from the looks of it they picked out some of course some really really uh, wonderful uh, beautiful grain for the uh, the particular the OM45 edition. Now, can I ask you, what do you think of the choice to pair Engelman with Guatemalan on this guitar? And can you think of a recent instrument that did that before uh, that you can compare this to? Oh, that's interesting. It's a good question. Uh, there may be some Guatemalan Engelman uh, out there. I'm trying to remember. I ask you because nothing comes to mind for me. Yeah, nothing comes to mind for me either. I should have thought to, to try to look that up. Uh, the Guatemalan... Uh, guitars that I remember coming out with I remember the first one I think I played was the it was a it was a, a SC model a custom shop model and it was a the first GP grand performance made without a cutaway and that was Guatemalan and I'm 
I'm going to say it was European spruce top. And so they've done that. They've done the Swiss or the, or, you know, the Swiss or the Italian uh, spruce tops with Guatemalan. But I don't remember them doing it with Engelman. That's a fascinating question. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't look it up first. Um, and, or, you know, tried to, to reach out to them about that. I'm a big fan of Guatemalan rosewood. I think compared to the other uh, rosewoods, or people want to always want to compare thing, everything to Brazilian, it has a darker, inkier cellar to it uh, than a lot of Brazilian. So it's kind of on the, if you have a spectrum of tones, tone woods, and you have Brazilian at the apex of that protractor, of that arc, I would put Guatemalan to the left of it, heading into the darker rosewoods, heading into Amazon, into the Cocobolo, Indian rosewood Cocobolo, all the way over to Macassar Ebony. And on the other side, it you get lighter and lighter, and you get in, that's where you, I put the Honduras rosewoods and the, and, and the Madagascar rosewoods. But it still has some really pretty colorful overtones that always makes me think of Brazilian rosewood. So it's kind of like the darker side of, I've definitely heard Brazilian rosewood that compares. And it's one of the reasons I put it on my, my guitar, my TSP model that uh, you guys used to sell uh, for that reason, particularly when you, when I mix it with Adirondack. So that's why I'm really curious <laughs> to hear that's mixed with Engelman. So I would say it's probably sounds more like Indian than uh, Madagascar or Honduran in terms of that darkness, but it still has a more complex and more colorful high-end and overtone than typical Indian rosewood uh, sound to my ear. Interesting. And I think it might be a good time for a trivia question. And this time, the trivia is on you. I'm going to ask a trivia question that even Spoon won't know the answer to until the show is over. Why don't you play along with us? Today's trivia question, what did we forget to do two podcasts ago and part two do you think spoon's gonna remember to do it on this show the answer coming up Ooh, ah well that's gonna get me thinking while we continue talking about this fabulous guitar um so you tell me you, you let i gave my pontification on engelman and guatemalan and the potential of the combination what about you what do you think about all that I've really been looking closely at, at Engelman lately. I've done a lot of videos in the past three or four months, especially the past three or four weeks, actually, of some of these John Mayer clones, we call them here in the shop, where we actually commissioned the Martin Custom Shop to rebuild the original OM28JM, of course, without his signature and without the signature inlays like the, uh, the aluminum border. Nothing from that original run could be made into a modern guitar, but the meat and bones of the build quality are there. We ordered that guitar both with and without a pickup, and I've played the one without a pickup on some recent videos. We've had a couple come through the shop. So I've tried to listen really closely, both under ear while I'm playing them, but even more so when I make a video, even if it's just a, a quick thing on, on our Wednesday program on YouTube, I try to cut those videos into pieces and put them up a few days later. What I'm doing this time, every time I get to that guitar, I really am trying to listen closely. I hear something in the overtones and the sustain on Engelman that's a little bit different, but these guitars are so brand new and believing in what you're talking about, whereas the Engelman ages and matures, I suspect if, if the buyers would send these guitars back to us after a few months for another listen, that's when I might really be able to 
to glean what's going on with Engelman. But I, I have to be honest, as a shop owner who sees almost all Sitka, like day in and day out for every every Engelman or Adirondack we've seen, there's been 200 Sitka top guitars. So my expertise really doesn't stretch into the Engelman like I want it to. But knowing this was going to be a topic on today's show, I have been trying to pay more close attention. But I'm even more impressed by the fact that they didn't make this an East Indian guitar because well, the OM45 being something you can call a, a standard or I should say limited edition now with his signature model, it's one of those things you really can't go and compare it to another one because there's lots of OM42s, but there aren't any other ways to buy a 45 style instrument these days in production unless you go backwards to an authentic or a, there's, there's a D45 modern deluxe, but the 45 way of life, so to speak, just isn't reachable like some other catalog guitars are. If you're going to talk about anything that's a 28 styling or an 18 styling, we have lots of choices. I'm really equally curious about what the Guatemalan's doing here. And I wouldn't be surprised if the last time I saw Guatemalan was your custom that you just mentioned. So it, this is made of, of a top I've never seen and a uh, top wood that I'm not very familiar with. And I haven't, I'm admitting I don't see a lot of uh, Engelman spruce. I see even less Guatemalan Rosa. So this guitar just on paper is just such a uh, an outlier for me as far as what I'm used to seeing. Well, I, I just want to cor correct you by reminding you that you have seen a Guatemalan Rosewood Martin since mine because they've switched the D28 Authentic to Guatemalan. So you were there the day where we went there to see, to you know, to do some videos in the museum. And they, they, uh, the D28, maybe I made that, maybe because you didn't show up until later, so maybe I made that video before you got there. But the D28 Authentic is now, 1937, is now Guatemalan Rosewood as, as of this year. So, so I'm pretty sure you heard that one at least. But, but hugely different guitar than we're talking about here. It's Adirondack spruce and, you know, gigantic uh, dreadnought sound with uh, the big V-neck. So, but one of the things I will say about comparing... Engelman's a Sitka, is Sitka has higher headroom. That particularly when it's brand new, when you, oh. for real big hard strumming, the, you hit the overdrive, uh, you overdrive the top faster on Engelman. And, and, but you, or maybe you don't hit, maybe it's, you don't hit overdrive, but I don't find it as satisfying. You don't get that big fat uh, roar out of uh, Engelman Dreadnought that you get out of a Sitka Dreadnought. And it's a different sound. It, 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 it compresses and then it becomes more fundamental-like. And, and um, I just don't feel that the, uh, you don't get the same roar out of the body, the, the undertone that I get from Sitka. But most people who like Engelman don't do that. They don't play that hard. They usually play, uh, you know, more laid back, more finesse, very pretty strumming. And um, and I remember there back in the day, so we're going maybe in that in the 80s, 90s maybe. Uh, Martin was arbitrarily putting Engelman on HD 28s, and they would just show up in shops that way. They wouldn't they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't tell anybody. It was just what happened. That batch of wood that was available, and they didn't do it on the 28s, but they did it on the HD 28s, and they may have done them on the D41s. I don't remember, but. Um, huh. 
But, and I remember about that same time, Dylan had his HD28. He had his made specifically with Engelman. And um, I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm pretty sure it's the one that has the, uh, that he still uses sometimes. It's got a, a uh, one of the early ones with a, with a tortoise pickguard and uh, was made with Engelman at his request. And, you know, and they, it's very good, you know, it's, it's certainly good for strumming. And there are, it is similar to Sitka, but it's not a, I'll be curious to hear, I'd love to see the comments of people who are familiar enough with similar guitars made with Sitka and made with Engelman to hear uh, their opinions in the comments section on the YouTube version of this podcast. Well, I'm, I'll be honest, Spoon, I'm peeking at the spec sheet while you're talking. Is there anything you want to mention about the uh, fingerboard or the headstock or the neck? Well, yeah, there is. I forgot one thing. It's funny you should say that because I meant to, I forgot that to say when we're comparing necks, this is a 45, so it's got a bound neck. And that binding, by the way, is antique white, similar that's being used on, on all the uh, Rosewood Martins these days. And it's got a bound neck. And I am a believer in that makes the feel of the neck different. It does feel different in the p hand, I feel. If you're playing in the exact same guitar, like back in the vintage series days or now in the in the uh in the standard series days the neck on a 45 and the neck on a 28 they don't feel the same to me and i'm not exactly sure what it is about the hand coming across that binding so i just want to point that out to people it's got a bound neck mm. but the other cool thing is on the 45 that just like the the pick guard the the head plate on the on the headstock is also ebony. So that really helps with this overall black and white, Ooh. grayscale, black and white photo kind of looking motif. And it's got, of course, the, the uh, Martin logo is in pearl as well. So, so that's, you know, so it, it's not just a 45, it's definitely a special 45 styling for this John Mayer OM45 that's, uh, that's, celebrating the 20th anniversary of his first signature month. And speaking of gray, before we talk about the elephant in the room, the price of this thing, I'm just really curious to see what you think, Spoon. A lot of people are going to say since it's a signature model, it's going to carry a, a way heavier price tag than it should. But if you tried to spec out a custom shop 45 right now for yourself, even if it wasn't a, a limited run, and you wanted to use Guatemala and, and you wanted to use Engelman, wouldn't you be getting close to this price tag anyway? Probably. I would think that's the one thing about having custom shop models will give you that advantage of you're getting this for less than if you had specced out a guitar with this. However, there is also there is a premium for the signature model. And, um, and just to remind people that unlike most companies, Martin never gave guitars to celebrities until they started the signature model series and they get one guitar and then they have to buy the others probably at a discount and then they also that there a, a in exchange for them doing that martin insists that a portion of the profits go to a charity and then they allow the the artist to pick the charity of their choice and so this definitely goes uh that's and that's factored in to the price tag um, in addition to just the exclusivity of, of having an artist signature model. So the artist is not getting any money from this at all, and other than he's getting one, one free guitar out of it, and, um, and the uh, profits, uh, a percentage of the profits go to the charity of his choice. And he's got two of them this time. So in addition to the 
uh, OM45 John Mayer 20th anniversary. There's also the OMJM John Mayer's tw uh, 20th anniversary. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I trust we can both agree that was a very healthy wrap-up of the 20th anniversary OM45 from John Mayer. We're soon going to talk about the OMJM 20th anniversary guitar. What say we pause right in the center this time and play a friendly game of 20 questions? I think that's a great idea. So let me think of one. Let me think of one. Because I had a couple I was thinking about doing at some point. So Okay, so the way we play this game is one of us thinks of a Martin guitar that's uh, currently in production and available for sale and the other one has 20 questions to try to guess what that model is and that can include up to three actual naming of a model. So this time smart guy is uh, going to be guessing, and that would be Amari Rutsch. And the wise guy is got <laughs> a guitar in his mind, a mind guitar that's currently available to be ordered by dealers, and uh, and still in production, or at least on the website and the you know what we call the catalog. So, twenty questions on the clock now. Does this guitar have a gray sunburst? Yes. <laughs> That's Are you kidding me? <laughs> nope, I'm not kidding you. Wow, well, are you lazy? Down to two questions. <laughs> I thought wow. I'd say what I said. I completely <laughs> fool you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You. That's one. That's one guess. I'm playing with house money, so I'm going to ask, is this the Martin OM45 John Mayer anniversary? No! <laughs> Damn it! In your face, Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> is this the OMJM 20th anniversary model? <laughs> yes, it is. God. It's a new record. New record. Three guesses to get the OMJM <laughs> 20th anniversary model. Uh, I double-crossed myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough shenanigans. Let's get back to business. We have another 20th anniversary guitar to talk about, equally as gray. And I'd like to ask you, what do you think of the new... Let me, let me ask you a two-part question. Spoon, what do you think of the new 20th anniversary OMJM? And are you surprised that it's still Simple Dovetail? I, I guess I was because I didn't know if they were if they ultimately were going to come out with something that was more akin to the original uh, OM28 John Mayer, which had the traditional dovetail neck joint and the traditional, um, uh, you know, that that traditional standard series construction. And and they did not. They chose to uh, basically present a special limited version of the OMJM, which is still hugely popular. And frankly, I know there's lots of people who say they can't hear the difference between the dovetail and the simple dovetail. And I have to say the simple dovetail is definitely a greatly improved uh, neck joint compared to the M&T, which is still available on guitars uh, from Navajoa. And anybody who remembers the old one series and the old... 
uh, road series and others that, you know, the old Aura series that had that neck. They still make really good guitars, and there's plenty of professional instruments out there with what Martin calls the M&T neck joint. But I do think it sounds different. I do think uh, you don't get as full a sound, and I think you get kind of a separation. You get a very vibrant treble at the top, and you get less of an undertone, and they're not as well married together. Um, so it, to my ear, sounds more like a bolt-on neck than a traditional dovetail neck joint. The simple dovetail neck joint sounds a lot more like a traditional dovetail neck joint. It just doesn't have as much mass from the neck the, the dovetail itself is not nearly as big and wide, and, and so you don't have the same surface areas involved when they're transferring energy from the neck to the body and the neck block and all that. Another big thing about that is the simple dovetail neck joint has a solid neck block, solid SIPO neck block. That's a big difference from the old, and even they, even I think the M&T necks now have a solid SIPO neck block. They no longer have a plywood neck block, and that was a big difference uh, maker, in, as far as I'm concerned, in tone production in the old days of the M&T neck joint. So that all being said, this has a simple dovetail neck joint. It is identical to the OMJM with the exception of the gray top, as far as I can see. There, if there's any uh, anything un, uh, slightly different about, about the fingerboard inlays I don't remember because I haven't seen it yet in person to see uh, if it is identical but I'm pretty sure it is identical it has a black pickguard um, and it has a uh, and it has a rosewood faceplate so the the major differences between the two are the faceplate is rosewood instead of uh, ebony I don't think the the headstock logo is as fancy uh, the the inlay the fretboard is much simpler and more and and like the OMJM, and the it doesn't have a bound neck. It doesn't have the fantastic abalone uh, pearl all around the edges. Um, it doesn't have an ebony pickguard. It has a black pickguard that does not get this special platinum-looking uh, trim, and so forth. So it's really about the burst. But it still makes it limited. It's it's still a limited edition only available this year. And for people who love the John Mayer models or just love the look of it, you know, this is your opportunity to have a much more affordable uh, John Mayer uh, signature model. And that is still a limited edition 20th anniversary model. So I have to tell you, and I'll go back and proofread after this, uh, after we're done editing, I did see one video somewhere on YouTube yesterday where they put up a little bit of a chart and that YouTuber, at least he thought he saw that the newer version of the OMJM 20th has different bracing than the original. I'm, I'm thinking they're both still 5 sixteenths, right? Okay, well, the reality is that the spec sheet on the 20th anniversary of the OMJM just says 5 16th inch for bracing, but it still has quarter inch tone bars, so it's identical to the OMJM. A lot of people don't know that the original 1930s OMs have a 5 16th inch X brace, but all the little braces around the X brace, the ones that go across the top, the ones that are off to the side where they 
where the X crosses, those are all quarter-inch braces. And when Martin brought the OMs back in the 70s and 80s, they just went with straight quarter-inch bracing because they wanted to get the top as responsive as possible. They knew it was a thicker top than they used in the 1930s. And But the, the fact is the OMJM and the OMJM 20th anniversary both have 5 16th inch X brace surrounded by quarter-inch tone bars, but that just wasn't added to the spec sheet. Aha. I always knew you would know. Now, the OM45 does have quarter-inch OM bracing. So that has, the o that has the same bracing that you get on the OM28V or the old John Mayer, uh, original OM28 John Mayer signature model. So that may also be where some people are confused. These two signature models do not have the exact same bracing. Well, all this talk about these two great new models, I cannot wait to hear what these things sound like in your hands. Promise us you're going to give us an in-hand review as soon as you can. I, well, certainly looking forward to doing exactly that. Now, can you tell me the answer to the trivia question? Because uh, I do not remember what feature did we leave out of two podcasts ago. The feature that Spoon forgot to do two podcasts ago, and if I'm being really honest, last week as well, we did not tell our loyal listeners the seventh reason to buy a Blue Ridge. hey -o! Oh, good heavens. Okay, the number seven reason to own a Blue Ridge guitar is these beautiful top quality soft shell cases. These things are just so successfully designed that I own one and I don't even own a Blue Ridge guitar and it's my main travel case now. These things have beautiful water resistance. They don't call it waterproof, but it's as waterproof as any case I've ever had. And uh, beautiful faux leather. It looks like tan leather. I've had strangers come up to me and ask me if that's real leather. It's just gorgeous. It has a, a really strong, secure zipper with canvas around the edges of the zipper and a really nice padded handle that's really securely put in there the most comfortable backpack straps of any guitar case i've ever had it's the first guitar that i've ever guitar case I ever wore as a backpack in the on the shoulders where i literally forget to have it on uh, nicely padded it's got a little sort of lift handle in between the two cases that just looks like a little strip of leather, but you can put your hand under it and, and you know, haul the case that way, pick it up. It has a really big pouch for music books and all kinds of stuff. And above that is a smaller pouch that for that's big enough for any guitar pedal. You might be able to fit two small pedals in there, plus all kinds of other things. And that's not even talking about the nice inside. So, so the nice padding on the inside, in fact, I got one right. I got mine right here. I think they're uh, wonderful. It has a Blue Ridge uh, script logo down at the bottom of the uh, the main pouch, but it's not, you know, big and garish. It's very tastefully done, and I think they're tremendous. Now, the lower-priced uh, Blue Ridges don't get this case. They get uh, a, a much simpler version of it, but they're still well-made, and they still have a really good zipper. So I'm, I just think these... Uh, I just love these cases, and uh, and I'm probably going to acquire more uh, as soon as I can find a dealer that actually will sell one. 
Um, so <laughs> if you're interested in one of these, you may want to reach out to Mari's Music because they might be willing to let these go uh, without buying a Blue Ridge guitar. But I'm I'm just uh, tickled to death with this case, and I'm uh, and I recommend them highly. Well, nobody wants you tickled to death, but I'm glad you like it. And I'm glad you guys like this episode. Spoon, I want to thank you again, bringing your knowledge of these new mayors to our, our loyal listeners. And I want to invite you guys, if you found this episode entertaining, educational, or if you just have a highly suggestible personality, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we might even read your review on the air. Rooch B writes, these guys are great, excellent information, and very enjoyable can't wait to hear more. Now, Spoon, I've always wanted to say this, even when it's true. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> From all of us at Maury's Music, thanks for listening, Mom. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Music.com.